Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode 21 of the Uncommonly Common Conversations. Uh, tonight we are joined by uh, Julian, Matt and Rowan and we are going to be discussing whether UAPs or which used to be referred to as UFOs are actually real and if they are real, what could they be? Um, so we'll just go around everyone wants to say hi. Julian, we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Julian. I have no expertise in this topic. I'm very, very eager to learn and I'm very interested in the way that archaic religions and institutions will take this information. Pretty excited. Wonderful. Thanks, Julian. Uh, Matt? I'm Matt, a local car guy, um, interested in aliens, always kind of had an inkling that something's always been there and after my research in the, in the last you know, few years, and well, especially for, for this discussion tonight, um, we are not alone, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are kind of gonna think, but yeah, that's uh, that's what, that's what I'm thinking, so. Awesome, thanks Matt, and Rowan. Uh, I'm Rowan, uh, I wanna believe in our uh, Lord and Saviors of the Greys, those little gray men out there. Fair enough. <laughs> so we've got the uh, we've got we've got the aliens are coming to rescue us, and we've also got the angels are uh, the aliens are angels. So that's going to be an interesting back half of this this episode. <laughs> um, and, our lovely, and our lovely host uh, Reese. Reese, yes. <laughs> and unlike the Atlantis episode, I am going to just come up front and say that I hundred percent believe that aliens are real. Um, and there is some weird shit and i think that science is actually getting in its own way with this one um which i'd like to discuss during this episode because i think that there's a there's a part of this where um the 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 absence of information at least for me kind of confirms that there's something going on here as opposed to disproves that something's going on um but before we before we dive into the topic it's been a few weeks since we all last caught up so we might just go, go around and um julian what have you been playing or watching lately I have not been playing anything recently because I've been away uh, in Perth and Singapore, but the last game that I finished was Miles Morales on the PS5, uh, which is superb. The storyline, the tightness of the game, um, it's just pure fun, and it's just this really short 10-hour campaign that has very, very little fat. I finished the Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC in preparation for the new game that's coming out end of Feb, uh, which is anime as fuck, and uh, I enjoyed every second of it. Oh, awesome. Uh, Matt? Uh, not much, man. Um, been playing cricket again, um, which is probably boring for 99.9% of the world. Um, As in playing uh, the game or being, playing the video game? Cricket? Playing the, playing the actual sport. Okay. I've actually Cause... went out and, and and moved my arms and legs and uh, tried not to die in, in was it Saturday's 35-degree heat, but that was fun. Um, got a... Got a Santa. Santa came and uh, and was kind to me this year. I got a I got a Zelda Master Sword and a and a and a, and a, and a nice shield, which was which I was like, oh, you know, these people know me too well. Um, so I was yeah, I was I was really really impressed with it. Um, so I've been you know living out my uh, my Zelda fantasies and my housemates and my other half are just looking at me like you're a complete idiot. But um, you know what? I don't care. Um, and spending a lot of money trying to um, uh, restore, finish restoring this car, which I haven't spent a ton of money, but it's it's enough to kind of be like, oh yeah, I'll probably have, you know hit where I want to make it. Now it needs to be on the road. 
Um, so I'm almost there. I'm just a little bit away. And yeah, should be should be driving a 1970s car around very, very, very shortly. Oh, awesome, man. Oh, uh, Ron? Uh, obviously, well, not obviously. Uh, New Year's and Christmas has happened for me. Uh, so I had a few days off uh, uh, between Christmas and New Year's. So I played a fair bit of Destiny because I'm just a sucker for that. And then I um, also picked up a little demo of um, a game called Europa, uh, which is about a uh, future uh, on the moon of Europa, uh, where humans have left and it's left this little kind of, I think he's a robot, but yeah, that was kind of cool to play that. I'm looking forward to that actually being released sometime, hopefully this year. It's on Steam if anyone wants to pick it up and have a look. Oh, lovely. I've been... um. Yeah, really digging myself into cyberpunk. Uh, so it's yeah now my now my most ever played Steam game, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely in love with what they've done since the two point update. I'm I'm glad that I I held off and waited to play it. Now um, it's phenomenal. So if you haven't had a chance to play it, I would hundred percent recommend getting into it. Uh, I just started the Liberty City DLC last night, which was really cool. And uh, yeah, honestly, I'm kind of just probably aiming to get another 20 maybe 30 hours out of the game um really finish it and then uninstall it from steam and from my steam deck and then never play it again and just think fondly about it in retrospect um but yeah really really impressed what cyberpunk's done um i also just finished uh masters of the air which is the book that the new um tom hanks steven spielberg war drama is based off that's coming out at the end of january so that was yeah, interesting book around sort of the US strategic bombing campaign in World War Two, And I'm currently now finishing another book, which is called, uh, I think it's The Mask and the Sword by Tom Holland, um, which is about the uh, foundation of Islam and the collapse of the Eastern Roman Empire. Um, so yeah, that's one of those books that's taken me a little bit of time to get through because I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with with Tom Holland, but he's um, a, a historian. That Only the actor. Well, that's actually ironically how I found him was because I was looking for Tom Holland, the actor, on Twitter, and I stumbled across Tom Holland, the author, who is, uh, in retrospect, the brother of another author that I was independently reading called James Holland about 18 months earlier. So a weird line of connections, but he has a really good podcast series called The Rest is History. So if anyone is after a cool podcast, um, yeah, that's that's the only one I actually pay for. Um, but yeah, no, so that's, that's coming up. I've sort of tried to develop a bit of a list at the moment where I want to really focus on trying to read this year. Cause I did read quite a few books last year, but in retrospect, I'm mostly the expanse, which I'm not saying that was like a waste of my time. Cause that series was absolutely gorgeous and I loved every, every page, but, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to balance it out between sort of like history, philosophy and literature. So I've got a little bit more of a well-rounded reading, but in saying that I did finish seven pillars of wisdom last year, which took me like 12 years to read. So I was, I'm very proud no. of myself for doing that one. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of where, where things are at since we, since the Christmas period. Uh, I also, but Reece, um, John. when are you going to start playing cricket, the video game? Um, well, uh, it's funny. You <laughs> it's funny. You should mention that. Cause the only thing I find more boring than actually playing real cricket is playing a video game of cricket. Um, so I know that might be a little bit sacrilegious to the one or two listeners that actually play cricket and math, but, um, I have, I have absolutely no okay. passion for that, for that game at, at all whatsoever. <laughs> it does nothing for me. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a vestige of empire that survives. <laughs> Do you know what's a really fun sports game? Um, did anyone play the AFL game on the PS2 and Xbox era? Oh mm -hmm. yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was actually like the the gameplay mechanics were good. It worked. It's not as refined as FIFA and like NBA and stuff, but it kind of worked. I really enjoyed it. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it was good. I actually enjoyed it. Oh, sorry. Um, I also grabbed Diablo and I started playing Diablo on the weekend as well too. Uh, Diablo Four. So I'm digging, digging. I know that you probably won't buy Julian, but it's a it's a fun it's a fun game. Hint. Is it free yet? No, Julian, it's not free. Jesus. You're a god who's free to play with microtransactions. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Is this the new Diablo? Um, yeah, Diablo uh, 4, like, I'll, I'll, Yeah, so I'm actually half tempted to download it and give it a go. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's cross-console, cross so because uh, you've got a Series X, don't you? Yeah, 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 we'll play. Yeah, it's definitely... I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's, it's well worth checking out. I'm really enjoying it. The atmosphere is awesome. It's um, just a really good sort of hack-and-slash looter game. I understand that it's got that, like, Bethesda Activision thing where it's, like, almost pay to win at certain points, but... Well, I'm nowhere near that part of it yet, but right now it's just pretty and it's kind of gory, so it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Nice. Lovely. Um, so tonight's topic, uh, UFOs and UAPs. So uh, just a quick, some two quick definitions, and I won't come back to this. Um, UFO is unidentified flying object. UAP is unidentified aeronautical phenomena. Now, what ended up happening around sort of like 2016, 2017 was the phrase UAP started to be pushed out by the US government, in particular the Department of Defense. And the way, reason why they did that was that they effectively wanted to try to remove some of the stigma that you have with UFOs. So I just, just for some context, so currently on the screen at the moment, I've got YouTube up because I'm going to show you a few videos in a second. But if you type in um, real UFO videos 2023, one of the options that comes up is uh, President John F. Kennedy was murdered by the CIA because of unreleased UFO documents. So part of the issue with this whole conversation, one of the reasons why I've been a little bit on the fence about wanting to talk about it for a while is that the moment you, you mention the word UFO and, or UAP, whatever it is, you're, you're so far down the conspiracy theory hole that we may as well be having a conversation around John F. Kennedy, um, you know, bloody hanging out with Elvis at a bar somewhere in the bowels of a spaceship. Like it, it is such a Illuminati, you know, the world is flat conspiracy theory that it, it becomes really difficult to sort of have a have a, a, a have a tangible conversation around okay is there actually something that doesn't quite make sense do we have recordings of it and what do we think it is with the limited data that we have and so it's it's only really been in the last i want to say 5 or 6 years probably 6 years that there's been a tonal shift within the US government in particular to actually start to acknowledge that there's some weird stuff happening and we need to seriously talk about it. And the US government being the US government, the way that they decided to open that is by creating a new acronym, which is UAP. Um, so just a, one thing that's worth really noting is that a lot of what I'm going to talk about is based around um, a series of articles that were released in the New York Times from about 2017 onwards. And if we were sort of to think about what was the real sort of tipping point for the UAP conversation and sort of the uh, 
you know, making it something that we can talk about in the mainstream without wearing tinfoil hats. I, I firmly believe it was those New York Times articles uh, combined with Joe Rogan. And I promise you I've only got one Joe Rogan video that we're going to watch tonight, and it's a very short one, but I, I do think it's worth noting that Joe Rogan and podcast platforms and the, 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 the decline of traditional media has really enabled this conversation to actually happen um, in a more of a mainstream sort of way. I'm not going to lie, Reese. That's that's where I kind of I was like always skeptical. I was like, oh, maybe there's something out there, but I don't know. And then when I saw the stuff on on Rogan's podcast, I was like, holy crap! Like this is it. It blew me away. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that you say that because it's 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 full on. And the other one other thing I want to mention is around reputation. Um, one of the one of the biggest drawbacks to the UFO conversation is that it's it, it's historically been a reputation killer. Um, it's the same way that you know the Kennedy assassination is a reputation killer. If you start talking about, uh, sorry, uh, technical glitch. If you start talking about what's happening with, or what might have happened with Kennedy, it immediately becomes a you know you're just a conspiracy nut. So when we do see reputable people actually coming and talking about UAP encounters or UAP footage or just anything to do with UAPs, it is worth at, at the very least respecting the fact that these people are more or less being prepared to put their reputation and their professional credibility on the pile because for all intents and purposes, they're just outing themselves culturally and socially as potentially a massive crank because they're seeing little green men in the sky. Um, so there's two videos that I want to kick off with. Um, so, um, the first one is called the go fast video. Um, and apologies if it's a bit small, try and make it a bit bigger. Actually, I might be able to do a full screen. Yeah, there we go. And part, yeah, we'll watch this and then we'll, we'll talk about it. first one and now the second one that I want to show you is called the gimbal video. Dude, this is fucking going on, bro. So, Joe Rogan makes this look so much easier. <laughs> There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, thing, dude. That's not our LNS though, is it? It's not. That is the LNS, dude. Well, if there's like a thing, it's rotating. Okay, and there's one more, which I think it's this one. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's this one here.
So I realise that for the people listening, we're watching a uh, very small white orb in the very grainy gun footage of a um, FA-18. We'll start with the last video first and we'll talk about this one. So, what's interesting about these videos is that they've all been taken from uh, the gun cameras or the tracking pods of um, FA-18 um, Super Hornets uh, off the west coast of the United States. Um, now, these videos were taken around 2005, but they got released officially in 2015, 2016. Uh, somebody, some people say they were released by accident. Uh, the main thing about these videos, though, is that the, the person that's done the most promotional around them or the most talking around them is a guy called Commander Schreyer. Now, Commander Schreyer is, uh, was the uh, flight leader for that aircraft carrier group, and he's in the accompanying plane that was doing the recordings of these videos. So these are not from his gun camera. These are from his, uh, his co-wings gun camera. Um, now, in isolation, these are just orbs of light that are in the distance. So that it doesn't give you a lot of context as to what it is that these are. And I think that's one of the issues with the UAP discussion is that to sort of understand why this is so fascinating, you, you kind of have to understand all of the circumstantial evidence and the anecdotal evidence around what we're seeing. And so the first thing that's worth noting is that this, these lights were appearing, or these orbs were appearing repeatedly over a sequence of days while this combat air group was doing training maneuvers off the west coast of the US. These lights were then positioning themselves at a certain distance away from the fighter jets and they would match the distance as the fighter jets would get closer, they would move and maintain distance. When they were not being pursued, these orbs were hovering at, you know, whatever it was, 10,000 feet, completely stationary against winds that were going at, you know, 100 miles an hour. Now, what... This, I'm just going to replay this last scene because I just want to give you an idea of what the speed is. This camera that we see is designed to track vehicles moving at multiple times the speed of sound. So the idea of this is that if you're in a, a Russian MiG and you're traveling at Mach 2, Mach 3, this camera can track you. Now, this camera is trying to maintain the lock on this orb and this orb accelerates so quickly that the camera can't actually keep up with it. So again, just re-watch re that. That's the orb there. Again, this thing can track jets, the fastest jets in the world. This thing is designed to track. It can't keep up with how fast this accelerates away. Just to give you an idea of the speed. And so when we're sort of talking around like why these videos are bizarre, it's because the what we're looking at here is we're not using equipment that's designed to do, you know, high-res photo reconnaissance of stationary targets. We're looking, we're, they're using equipment, particularly in the fighter jets, that are designed to work when one jet is traveling at 2,000 kilometers the hour, an hour, and another jet is traveling at 2,000 kilometers an hour, and they're trying to track each other. That's what these cameras are designed to do. And they can barely keep up with what's in their radar and what's in their sights. 
So now what we're going to do is we're going to look at the next video. You know, oh, here Watch it is. This. Oh, sorry. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to rewatch this one. So this is what's called the gimbal video. Now, again, this was an orb that was floating in, in the patrol era, area. It is a massive distance away from the plane. Like I think it was about, at this point, it was about a mile, but they start to get closer to it as, as the video progresses. They, they actually fly within eyeball distance of this thing. And what it's essentially doing is high turn, high G maneuvers that the camera is trying to track and maintain. Now, what's interesting about about that video is Commander Schreyer and his co and his his wing, uh, who does come out on record a bit later, um, they both confirmed that they flew within eyeball distance of this thing, and they were able to describe it as effectively a translucent orb with a cube in the middle of it. Now, what's worth noting about all of this is that the evidence around these situations is not that you have two eyewitnesses or four eyewitnesses because there again there's two people sitting in the seats behind them so there's four people visually looking at these things but you also have an entire aircraft carriers battle group recording these things on radar as well so these planes are not just flying out to and then randomly seeing orbs they're going because the battle group is saying there's something weird over there you need to go look at it so the last one here is what's called the go fast video. Um, and this one is, is mostly spoken about a guy called Robert Graves, um, who is, again is another FA-18 pilot, a bit younger than Commander Freya. And this one I think is from the East Coast of the US about 2012-2013. And what we're seeing on this video here is an orb traveling across the top of the ocean. It's hotter than the water so white is hot dark is cold and it's traveling at an insane speed so fast that the gun camera was barely able to keep up with it and it's just inverse the ir now again this is a video in which these fighter pilots were sent out to investigate the fact that there were these orbs in the ocean and it was appearing on radar for the battle groups so I'm just curious, what, what do you, what's everyone's thoughts on these? I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, that's, that's definitive evidence that there's little green men on our planet, but that's compelling enough well, that the US government has changed its position on UFOs and have said that these videos are legitimate and that they can't explain them. And it's worth noting here, well, Department of Defense cannot officially explain these videos. Well, it, look, I'll be honest with you, Reese. I was a bit skeptical until they showed the one where it um, it goes straight, then does like a ninety degree turn, and then like an impossible feat of of you know of G, yeah. and goes. And, and and then when I saw that, it was like, okay, this stuff's legit. Like, there's 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 no explanation for that. Like, there's just insane. Um, and I forgot the, the name of the pilot, but he um, he was on. I believe it was him that was on Joe Rogan. He's, he's like nothing can turn like that, and there's, there's quite literally nothing that can, that can even the most high end te you know, technological you know battle battle you know ready you know planes and everything can't do it like no. that and and then take off at those those speeds. It, it's just it's physically impossible for what we what our capabilities are. Yeah. And when I saw that, I, I I got goosebumps. I was like, holy shit! Like that's 
that's like that's freaking next level like that that i didn't expect so Get um back in the envelope just yeah. to, it's not what i'm about to say is not 100 correct but just to illustrate a bit what matt's saying the type of acceleration that that device did is something like 30 g's like that's that's sort of how quickly it went from the direction it was going to the turn that it did so it's and and the thing is is that this, this is not a glitch in the system there's another vehicle another jet that at least according to commander freya was observing the same thing and this was being observed by the radars of the battle groups so it this does it does not get more legit in terms of military evidence than that video other than the possibility that we've actually shot them down different we'll come to that later <laughs> julian i think we, oh, sorry yeah. Rowan, sorry wrong sorry i was gonna say uh, when when i saw these as well i was like fuck is this about and thinking of some kind of hoaxy type thing again like you know you see this kind of shit all the time and then just to see as matt described that uh, 90 degree turn i was like wait a second this is if this is from the military and they're like, hey, we actually can't explain this. And it's doing that. Like, it's pretty solid evidence that there is something out, you know, some unidentified flying objects. Sorry, I used the wrong acronym then. Aerial phenomenons. Uh, so, I We're mean, a yeah, legitimate but... podcast role and don't try to <laughs> <laughs> lowbrow us. <laughs> Let me just get my uh, tinfoil hat. No. Um, yeah, no, I, I just seeing watching those, I was, you know, as a, as a little kid, you, well, for me, I wanted to see aliens as a little kid. Like, I, I really wanted to see them, you know, growing up in the country. You do see some weird stuff in the skies, but you don't. I've never seen anything like any of these kind of things or lights or any of that kind of jazz. But always wanted to, to believe in something like this. But I still, as an adult, I'm like, meh, probably not. But maybe this is push me, pushes me more towards a maybe there is. Now, don't get me wrong, I do think there is intelligent life somewhere out in the universe because it's so big, but if they're coming to visit us in our little backwater planet, I, I think they've got better things to do at this point in time. But, you know, we don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, think, turn I to think, that I point, like, it, trip, it, <laughs> <laughs> Just for this podcast. Yeah. I mean, we informed Christopher Nolan about his uh, next movie plots. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, his next uh, movie is like an alien encounter film. (laughs) I'm writing to that man demanding um, an executive producer credit. (laughs) (laughs) Royalties, race. Royalties. Yeah, actually, fair point. Yeah, I'll I'll willingly pay the tax for those. Uh, Sorry, Matt, sorry. Yeah, it's it's, it's just interesting, you know, like even, even Rowan, you were like, you're like, well, what is this and you're like well okay that's next level and, and you talk about like oh you know these little green and gray men and stuff that, that are on the on the yeah people have have made caricatures and said oh these are what these are what they look like and there has to be some sort of you know meaning behind that i think like people can't just make up oh you know they 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 look like this um for no reason uh, you know like it's I think there's been a lot more, and it's always been hushed up. But now that they've got no explanation for it, and they've just said, "Well, here you go," um, it's kind of made a lot of people say, "Hang on a minute, I was right. I did see that." You know, and and now seeing this has has really emphasised that for a lot of people, being like, "Well, you know, if even if they're saying it, then I I mustn't have been, you know, off my face that night walking back through a park. It was it was a legit thing." 
Um, so I think it brings a lot of credibility to a lot of people who have been, you know, who have been probably looked at as as weird and and um, you know, and odd for saying, oh, there's there's aliens, but there there's now there is kind of evidence. So it really um, changes the game. I think. Like I think this is just a complete game changer. Uh, Julian, I've got two more videos to show, but do you have any, anything you want to add at this point, Julian? At this moment, I'm still healthily skeptical. I want to see evidence beyond reasonable doubt. But if the US government, if they actually said that they cannot explain this, that is that itself is uh, the biggest game changer, in my opinion. Not the video itself. It's more the fact that the official stance on this is that we have no explanation, if that is real. I will haven't yet haven't yet read the quote. I will come to I will come to that in a moment because I, I watched an extremely boring fucking press conference purely so I can answer that question for you, Julian. So I've got two okay. more videos I want to show you. Um, so the first one, this is a more recent one of another military drone footage. You'll see it uh, come through the top of the screen. There it goes, and then the camera will slew to follow it. This newly declassified U.S. government video of a UAP, or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon, was filmed by a military drone in the Middle East in 2022. UAPs are more commonly known as UFOs. This is essentially all of the data we have associated with this event from some years ago. That is an unresolved case we are still studying. The director of Pentagon... Okay, so... Data is the key phrase I want you to think about because we're going to come to that in a second. All right, and last video. So play this. I mean, what in the fuck is that? So look at that and look at that line. It's up on a 45 degree angle. That is, and the speed that it's kind of moving is the speed that I saw something in only at night. But you have to take into consideration that this plane is moving in a specific direction and the UFO is moving in the opposite direction. So it's so faster. It looks much faster than it actually is. So even if that was like a Mylar balloon, if you're passing it that fast, see that thing, I mean, I don't know what you're getting there. Like, is that distorted? Like, when they're showing that 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 image, that to me looks like it's from another fucking world. You know? Oh, here Watch it is. This. Okay. Yeah. So, again, two more videos. Um, one obviously is U.S. military video that falls under that unexplained UAP phenomena, and then the last one is, of course, uh, Joe Rogan. Now, I don't know if that's real um i honestly that's the first time i saw that video it was about half an hour before this recording but if it is real a real example of uip great because it kind of shows you how many places these are starting to pop up particularly with high definition cameras that are seemingly always on if it's not real however it's a perfect example of why there is an endless stream of hoaxes with this shit and why this is such a difficult conversation to talk about because there are so many hoaxes um but so for sake of the argument i'm just going to say that that one's a hoax because i don't know anything further about it i'm not gonna i don't know who's presented it but it it, it really does sort of start to illustrate that you have two sides of this conversation you have official government people that are effectively saying that yep this is real by the data that we have we can't explain it and then you have the uh, let's just say the more esoteric side of the conversation which is the joe rogan saying what the fuck is that that doesn't look like it's from this planet data 
So the US government um, authorized NASA to undertake a full review of the UAP phenomenon. And about three months ago, they released a 32-page report, which I'm more than happy to share with you all. Um, but they also did a very exciting hour-long press conference. Um, now, in this hour-long press conference, um, they didn't actually say anything, uh, which if anything was going to make me suspicious that aliens exist, it would be that press conference. But what they did say was, was that there are a number of UAP events, which they didn't specify, that they cannot explain, but based on the data that they have, they cannot determine if they are UFOs, but they also can't determine where they are from based on their understanding of technology. So you have this, I'm going to say weaselly language, because I think it is a little bit weaselly here, in which they're effectively saying that we don't have enough data to say that it's this, but we have enough data to say that we don't have enough data. That's effectively the state of the UAP discourse at the moment. And so, Julian, as much as I would love to be able to say that the US government or NASA or have come out and said UFOs are real, um, the problems that they've got is that the way that they actually use or determine data to actually guide what their decision makings are, the types of information that they have access to is not enough data for them to actually make an assessment, which is why to tie this back into, you know, Roland's comment at the beginning, I want to believe there's an element of this which is somewhat faith-driven and there's an element to this conversation which is somewhat people seeing what they want to see. So I'm just curious, what, um, Gillian, what your thoughts are after all these videos now? Um, I think the Weasley language is, uh, to me, the biggest indicator, as you said, because if they can say something like, we don't have enough data to prove or disprove or whatever it was you were saying before. Um, it shows that they're at least open to the topic of discussion and they're not trying to actively suppress evidence and they're not trying to suppress the public discussion as well. I think that is interesting because uh, if I were a government and I knew and I wanted to control people, and I knew that talking about UAPs would probably upheave a lot of people's beliefs about uh, religion, about our place in the world, our significance and our esteem as both individuals and as a society. I would probably try to suppress this talk about UAPs if I were to be that controlling. So the fact that they're not doing that and that they seem to be subtly encouraging this discussion by not actively shutting down to me, it's big and it shows a certain amount of progressive freedom. Um, it's wonderful to live in a Western country like ours. I have a different opinion to that one, but I'll come back to that. Uh, Matt, any any thoughts? Um, it's interesting. I, I'm like I've come. I'm kind of on the fence now because. Uh, I think NASA's like trying to like take a backward step. They're like, oh, we kind of we've kind of scared people, but we don't want to scare them too much. So let's just say nothing, but we'll say something, but we won't say anything at all in the same in that kind of same instance. And I, and I think they're they're trying to play a bit of um, you know, the uh, the, the person that can help everybody, but um, by playing all sides. And and for me, that's just kind of lip service to a lot of people and not really giving the people well the truth when it's when it could blatantly obviously be there um 
I mean, the truth is, I don't think we'll ever know um, until something like a proper, you know, invasion or something does happen. Um, but yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of not really circumstantial evidence, is it? In terms of in terms of what they're saying to us, even though that the video footage is is pretty is pretty, I think pretty clear. I, I think it's I think it's pretty hard to explain that. Like those videos don't look like they've been, um, you know. Manipulated anyway, and I know C CG is good these days, but it's not that good, you know. So, um, yeah, I I'm still kind of just unsure why they would even do a presser if that's if that's the response that they're going to give the people. Uh, Rowan. Yeah, I found it um, when you mentioned the other day that you were watching an hour-long video by Ness about this. I was like, what? What do you like? I would love to read that report because. Um, it kind of uh, does, like with any government, if you're trying to hide something, hide it in plain sight. Yeah. So maybe just be a little bit open about it and try and create a conversation. It's like, hey, we don't know what this is, but so, maybe we've already had some discussions about this in the past that um, have not gone as, as well as what they thought, or I don't know. Like, as I say, I, I want to believe that there's something out there but do i believe they're here no um do i believe we'll ever see it in our lifetime fuck no like uh i don't i don't even know when or if like you look at our current state of technology and like how far voyager is out at the moment out and out of a heliosphere like there's no way any civilization will ever find that for another few billion million year, hundred million years or something when it gets to the next star or whatever, like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those hard things, like it's so vast and there's so much distance out there that why would they come here? Okay. So like our part of the Milky Way or whatever is quite, uh, there. So that's, that's where I'm, I have difficulty with this. Okay. All right. Let's, um, that's an interesting tangent. So let's explore that. Uh, because I think that what you've kind of alluded to is where I think that the, the UFO and the alien discussion is fundamentally flawed in our culture and for this, for this topic. Um, because what you're effectively describing is a human-centric understanding of distance and time. And Very true. One of the things I was find absolutely bizarre, and weirdly, the expanse actually covers this, which was really quite fascinating, is that where human humanity is obsessed with finding uh, building blocks in our solar system that reflect Earth, we're looking for another Earth. So we're looking for a planet that's able to host carbon. We're looking for a planet that has water. We're looking for a planet that has an atmosphere that's relative for nitrogen and oxygen and all that sort of stuff. Like we're constantly looking for things that reflect ourselves because our understanding is innately that in order for us to, we're looking for ourselves in the stars. That's probably the best way I could describe it. Um, and so when we talk about like the distance between solar systems or universes or galaxies, we we can only understand that in the terms of our lifespan because fundamentally we live for 90 years. 
So anything we measured distance based on how many lifespans it would take for us to get from A to B. And I, I personally, I think that that's sort of fundamentally a, a giant like roadblock mentally when it comes to discussing aliens, because for all intents and purposes, we could actually be dealing with beings that by their definition are gods or by their definition are angels. And without sort of going too far down the, the Kurt Van Dunningen pathway, I've, I don't entirely know whether we as people pay enough conscious attention to be able to rule out the possibility that there are things on this planet that we're unaware of, particularly when the vast majority of us spend the vast majority of our time indoors. We're not looking at the sky. We're not looking at the horizon. The vast majority of people live a very regulated, rudimentary, processed life. And we know nothing about our oceans. And I think that's something that's really worth noting with the UAP discussion. And NASA talks about this as well. One of the things that they have defined with UAP is that it is something that comes from space down to our atmosphere, or it's something that goes from our atmosphere into the ocean. And a lot of what they've been observing, which again, there's other evidence we could go into, a lot of what they're sort of talking about now are watching objects go from high atmosphere, so out of space, down into the ocean. And so why, much like sort of the, you know, the Atlantean discussion from a few weeks ago, I find it very difficult to rule out that these don't exist because I'm not confident that we know enough about our own planet, and our own environment to be able to rule out that there's definitely not something there. And the fact that we're seeing video evidence and the fact that we're seeing people that are putting their careers on the line in order to say, yeah, this is real. I saw this. I'm a witness to this. That to me says that there's clearly something going on here that we're not aware of now whether it's aliens that's a whole other conversation because it could be the chinese um unlikely but you know it, it's one of the legitimate counter arguments to this stuff is that what we're actually seeing is high-tech military equipment if we go back through the history of ufos um the narrative is starts with roswell um, for all intents and purposes, in 1947, um, and you know that was that was a weather balloon. You know, sure, let's let's say it was a weather balloon, but for all intents and purposes, the idea around UFO discussion happened in the nuclear age. And if we wanted to sort of talk around what was different about humanity that makes us so special, you could make the argument that our ability to split the atom gives us the ability to destroy planets. And so the, you know, one of the sort of conversations around it is, is that, well, the prevalence of UFO encounters happened post-World War II. And is that because suddenly we're now more aware that there is weird stuff going on? Is it because we split the atom and so we are actually getting aliens are coming to visit us to go, what, you know, what's up with these stupid monkeys? Or is it that, people are starting to see things that they've never seen before, like jets, like high altitude weather balloons, like satellites. Or is it that people suddenly have access to cameras and they're taking pictures of things that when you, when you print the picture out, it actually, there's exposure issues. So it makes what looks like a 
you know, a shiny little reflection actually looks like a cylinder-shaped cigar. Or, you know, if you, you know, if you look at the US government's Project Blue Book, which was something that they set up in the 50s to investigate UFO sightings across the US, um, you know, everything turned into bog gas. You know, everyone was hallucinating because they were driving past methane gas that was sending lights up into the atmosphere. And so there are, a, you know, there is a conversation to have around this is like, is what we're seeing actually what we think we're seeing? Or is it a, you know, to sort of go back to Julian's point, is this actually just a massive military psyop? You know, is what, because the US government's done it before. Is this what we're seeing? Is this just a extremely well executed propaganda campaign to try to distract and channel attention away from something that the US government doesn't actually want us looking at or talking about? Or are they setting it up so we're more ready for when they actually reveal themselves? That is also very true. You know, uh, are we, is this all, Got to get the aliens here, right? Aliens. You know, is, uh, are we, are we legitimately being primed because at a certain point we are going to discover that we are actually not alone and all those people living in trailers with tinfoil hats were a hundred percent correct. Hmm. Well, I think, I think it's all established to a lot of people now that we know we're not alone and we haven't been alone for a long time. So I don't think that's, I don't think that's a scary bit. I think the scary bit's what's next. Like what does happen when they come and speak to inverted commas, these monkeys in this, in this, on this planet of ours and be like, yeah, okay, there's, uh, it's like that Buzz Lightyear meme, there's no signs of intelligent life anyway, like, it's, are they gonna, are they gonna be like that when they, when they come in, when they come into contact, and, um, you know, it, what is next, and, and that's, that's, a, that's the bit that gets me, like, it scares the shit out of me, but it also intrigues me, because they could be like, well, you, you, you're a developing planet, you could, you could use our resource, we can help you, or no, we just want to, like, kill you all and dominate your planet. And, to, and and suck it for all its resources. So, so for me, that, that's that. Like, it's not about having something out there. It's about what's next. And I think that's the big question for for um for a lot of people, um, especially when I've talked about like, oh, have you seen the, the have you seen the Joe Rogan podcast? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? Like you know, with these discussions, um, and then when they do, they're like, holy shit, man! Like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah. And, and usually the the next point of call is what happens next? Like. The, you know, are we are we ready for this and and if we are what's going to happen and how can we you know how can we do anything so i don't know if you guys think about it in that in that same token but I, I, that's the way i've been always thinking about like what would be next like what would happen julian what do you think would happen well so much of our resources have been diverted to preempting threats from within our atmosphere that everyone's probably going to have to reshuffle uh, big picture wise and suddenly refocus i don't know enough about military intelligence to uh, know how well equipped we are so yeah useless for me to same thing i think i also got to come back to what you're saying before Reese, about um you know obviously we are looking for carbon-based life forms and what they would would need to uh evolve but like and then we're talking about resources in terms of how we use them. So would the resources that we have on this planet, i.e. water, predominantly a water planet, would they actually want that? Is that something that's actually going to entice them to come here in the first place? Or is it something completely different? And is it our moon, for example, that they want and not the actual planet or whatever? 
asteroids. Who knows? But but even by the fact that we're thinking that their their objective is resource based, that's even that's even alluding to our human centric way of thinking. Because we wouldn't yeah. we wouldn't mm. travel that distance and we wouldn't make that effort unless there was a tangible outcome at the end of it. You know, unobtainium if we want to quote Avatar. Um which is the most stupid just just they could have called it anything but unobtainium. <laughs> Fucking lazy. Anyway. Apparently it's real. It, it apparently it's a real chemical. Sure. So he was basing it off. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, Ron. I, I, I generally don't know. I, I find it, I actually find it kind of bewildering and fascinating that there are legitimate conversations in US congressional hearings in which senators and congressmen and women are asking, you know, witnesses are these UFOs real? And the witnesses are saying, yes. Like, I oh think, yeah. That, I think that that Senate hearing was wild. Like, I think that we're, we're, at, we're at this point where five years ago, if we had this conversation, you could make a very tangible argument that this is a fringe topic and everything that we're looking at is bullshit. Or you could find ways of saying, because like all of these videos, you can, you can fake all of these videos, either with CGI or with real world, like everything can be faked. The problem, though, is that you can't fake everything at once. And so where these videos become intriguing and why I, why I find them to be so just like, yep, that's the silver bullet for this stuff, is that, yes, you can fake the camera, but you can't fake the radar. Yes, you can fake the anecdote, but you can't fake the camera. You know, there are things you, you, can't, you can't make all of the pieces explained away when they're all happening at the same time and that's what we're starting to see with the uap discussion is that there's so much circumstantial evidence that is describing it and supporting what we're actually visually seeing that for me it's undeniable that there are literally strange things in the sky that we don't know how to deal with and to make it even more legitimate it is such a tangible issue that bureaucracy is now getting involved and the whole reason why the u.s government is doing this is for health and safety purposes because they need to make sure that they're not airline disasters. They need to make sure that their military know what they're up against. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that it's little green men. They just don't want to accidentally collide into any of them. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of at a point now with aliens where I don't know how much more real you could make this other than having Joe Biden, God help us get abducted by one of them during one of his speeches, which at that point I'd say that's a conspiracy by the democratic party to get rid of him. So that's when I'm wearing <laughs> my conspiracy hat, but I just don't know. I just don't know what else could actually happen that makes this more legitimate than what the U S government is doing when they're putting a health and safety guidebook on how to deal with UFOs flying in U.S. airspace. Yeah, sure. The only way you could, go make it more legitimate is if more governments were doing it well the if US, like the uk okay. australia china someone else okay so a few more i should say okay. which i'm if there is no, i'm not aware no, of no, that. no 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 there, there isn't and this is what's also curious about the whole ufo thing and so to go back to your point before matt um when you're sort of talking about people being vindicated and validated by their ufo experiences um the overwhelming majority of UFO abduction stories, like and I'm talking like 95 plus percent of recorded cases happen in the United States. 
the vast majority of UFO sightings happened in the United States. Now, you could put on a very pro-American position of that and be like, well, we are the most fascinating country on the planet, so why wouldn't they visit us? Or you could also look at how overly medicated the US is on opioids and there's a shit ton of people hallucinating things. So it, there, is a, there is also a weird counter-argument to this with the fact that because this is a, such a US-centric conversation, it really does raise a question as to, well, why does the majority of this seem to be happening within like 500 kilometers of the United States coastline and not much else? Like there are, like, don't get me wrong, there are stuff like there's a whole bunch of Soviet stuff on UFOs. And so there's like one of those, when the Cold War collapsed, there was a conversation in the 90s with the Soviets or the ex with the Russians where they're basically like, we thought that they were you guys. Um, and my understanding is that the Chinese have also acknowledged that there's weird stuff going on with China as well. Um, there's one which was a Russian nuclear power plant that had a UFO hover over it and it turned off the power plant and then the power plant turned back on when the ufo flew away um so there is weird stuff going on historically where there are other countries are reported there are a number of them in britain so there's a high prevalence of ufo sightings in britain but they're the second biggest group but it does seem to be predominantly a anglo-centric western hemisphere phenomenon it does not seem to be something that's universally shared across the planet unless what they're seeing is not ufos but angels which kind of goes into julian's point at the beginning is culturally what we're all seeing the same thing but we're seeing it differently westerners are seeing it as advanced alien technology easterners are maybe seeing it as something that's more culturally attuned with what their preferences are you know there's a whole and this is where we go into the kurt von danigan type stuff and the chariots of the gods pretty much every you know eastern religion and arguably you could make the same argument about christ with the star of bethlehem and all that sort of shit but it, sorry not shit obviously it's i'm not trying to demean christianity but you know you get what i'm talking about <laughs> but you can make this you can make an interesting conversation that what is actually happening is that the way that these sightings are being interpreted do change depending on what the culture is that's observing them Yeah, well, put it this way. I work with a guy, and he's, he's going to laugh if he ever hears this, and he swears to me, like, on his life, on everything that he came in contact, on a, on a run through, through near the airport, and an alien, like like a, you know, a, a UFO device. He's like, these strange lights were just above me. Uh, I'm running, and I started running faster because I was like, what the hell's going on? And I stopped. And there's blue lights and green lights and all these different things that, that were that were hitting him. This is in, this is here in in, in Melbourne. Yeah. Um. And he's all of a all of a sudden, bang! It just went. And he and he's, he's like, what the hell was that? It wasn't a plane. It, it was all these strange noises and everything everything went. And he, and he's like, to this day, I swear in my life that that actually happened. And and he's he's a you know a thirty year experienced teacher. Um. You know he's very well to you know well to do gentlemen and and for him to come out and say that um was less like what the hell yeah and um so i you know i had credibility comes in many forms and, and it's, it's not just not just people on opioids it's it's you know um it's it's you know like from what he said it was gospel luke like it, it was that it was that clear like he he's a, he's like mate that it is was legit i thought it was a plane it couldn't be a plane to do that and just vanish all of a sudden makes no sense 
I, I had so actually near the airport as well too, something similar about, oh, I would have been 2002, so you know, 22 years ago. I was, um, it was going the back road from Bula up to Somerton Road to go back up to Meadow Heights. And we were driving, my dad and I were driving to um, Gisborne and we were driving sort of in that intersection area, so near the airport. And the car just completely died while we were driving. So the engines, all the electricals just died. The car literally started rolling while we were driving. And then it did that once my dad pulled over, the car wouldn't start. And then a couple of minutes later, it started again and we were able to drive off. And we noticed that there were weird sort of lights in the sky around us, but we didn't know what they were. We just noticed that there were weird lights around us. Then we didn't think much of it. We thought just car, you know, car problems. Then when we were driving back, at the exact same spot, the same thing happened going in the other direction. Car was driving down someone's right. road and it just, engine just turned off, lights, everything, just all the electricals just dead and car just rolled for about another 50 meters and then everything turned itself back on and we we're able to keep driving. So it's curious you said the airport actually. I haven't, yeah, I actually don't think I've ever actually really told anyone about that. It's been a very long time since I thought about that story. Grace, do you think uh, that has partially influenced your openness to this topic? A hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I also grew up watching Men in Black as well too. Um, and so <laughs> like that, everything, everything influences, I, I, all, all the UFO stuff is heavily influenced based on your understanding of pop culture, your experiences. I, I think that part of the issue that we have, and I, you know, even Ron was describing earlier, you know, we, we project so much into it based on what we are actually absorbing. I mean, I, I grew up watching the X-Files. Like, you know, there's, you, you can't escape from that sort of, you know, entertainment baggage. And what's one of the reasons why I think that UFOs are so prevalent in Western society is because there is so much entertainment around them. But going to your point, Julian, is that a way to try to prime us for it? Is that something that if you wanted to start putting your conspiracy hats on, if you wanted to really start you know, oh, shit, maybe we're not alone. It, do you start to socialize the concept of aliens so that if they do appear and they do that, we, it turns out that Joe Biden, you know, he's how to serve humans. He's going up to become dinner. Um, you know, so that was a fun, that, that was me wanting Joe Biden to get killed. That's a reference to the Twilight Zone with the cookbook, How to Serve Humans. Sorry, that's a... That was, a, that was a South Park joke. Um, <laughs> sorry, Simpson joke. Um, you know, is that something that you know you actually do start to create a conservative campaign to try to socialize the idea of aliens? Like, is ET literally government propaganda to be like they're not all bad? I feel like there are more effective. Sorry, Matt, go for it. No, go, 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 mate, go. I feel like there are more effective ways of doing it. It is so subtle, the idea that entertainment in the last 70 years uh, has been one of the only ways to prime us. I don't think it's effective enough. I think governments probably would be smarter than that and probably introduce it in uh, slightly more obvious ways. So to introduce a campaign about, hey, look, in the rare event, I know it sounds ridiculous, but in the rare event that Aliens are real. They could be X, Y, Z. Here's how you could look at them. Haha! Ha, isn't this all? Isn't all this just one big joke? But at the same time, it's a little bit more obvious than um, entertainment movies and TV shows. I would say that 
if it was intentional, they probably would have gone a little bit harder. It's my instinct. We'll do an episode around the US government's influence into Hollywood because I, I want to talk about that because that's something that's I've become a little bit interested in over the last couple of years is what actual influences US government have with entertainment. Um, I, I think it's fascinating that for all intents and purposes, the US government has come out within the last 12 months and effectively said, we can't prove that aliens are not real. They haven't said that we accept aliens are real. They've literally said, we can't prove that they're not real. And nobody batted an eyelid. It was in the news cycle for about 15 minutes. Um, no one gives a shit. When I was telling Alison about this, she could not care less. Um, but she couldn't care less about any of the podcast episodes I do. But this one in particular, she's just like, aliens are boring. So I think that the... I think that the idea of extraterrestrials is so well socialized now that it's such a non-talking point that nobody cares. There's no mass hysteria. There's nothing. You know, I don't understand why there isn't mass hysteria. The fact that U.S. aeronautical, you know, agencies have effectively said there are potentially weapons that mm -hmm. we are completely defenseless against. Because that's basically the subtext of what they're saying. We have no comeback to these. You know, there's a shit ton of lasers being added onto everything lately. That's interesting. Not that many hypersonic missiles flying around the place, but there's a shit ton of lasers being added to things lately. Yep. Or uh, these are all yeah, just hypersonic missiles. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I... I... I that's fascinated me as well, Race, because like the fact that they've come out and said something and the, the world hasn't completely imploded. I mean, it's it says more to me about uh, I hate to put my tinfoil hat here, you know, on here, but like you know, stuff that goes behind the scenes. Oh, let's make COVID big, or let's do this, and let's do that. But this will say we'll say it to people to, to shut them up, but then we won't make it into a big thing, and, and they can choose to, to do to have that power to do you know to do that. And for me, that's a that's a, a bloody scary thing. Like it's just it's just it's we're just sitting here waiting to waiting for it to actually happen, and it'd be like, oh well, see, we told you about it. You should have you should have been prepared, and then wives out all of humanity. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, Reese. To be honest, <laughs> that's a, that's a really interesting one. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say. It's it's yeah. it's there. <laughs> like there's. There's as much fact that arguably there's more evidence that we've looked at than there is for evidence for some murder convictions. And we're looking at it and we're like, well, it's just another YouTube video. Like that's, <laughs> that, that's what it is though. It's just another YouTube video or it's just another Joe Rogan talking point or it's just another retired military pilot or it's just another mid to low level congressperson. Like it's, it's all, it is so benign in how it's presenting itself when arguably what we're looking at completely destabilizes the entire concept of religion, society, our place in the universe, our understanding of the universe, our understanding of technology, our understanding of what we're capable of. You know, there's... Well, it's a complete game changer, isn't it, Reese? Like, well, it's a, it, it's a complete it game changer that, that, that no one's like given a shit about it makes no sense no, it's, it's actually quite a <laughs> it's actually quite a benign talking point i think that's where kind of like media over the last 30 years has 
helped with that not being really on our radar. Like seeing all these shows and artworks, books, whatever, um, talk about this kind of thing. So now it's just, oh yeah, it's just a story and then it gets announced, oh yeah, we can't actually tell you anything about these, but we can't deny that this doesn't exist. Just everyone's going to like, oh yeah, it's just another thing like that. In the event that they are trying to prepare us for some kind of contact in the future. Who knows? Like, it's it's just bizarre. And, like, I think a lot of the a lot of the stuff has come out of America, and, yes, there's been sightings about from America, but is it that they're not actually going for land and they're going for the Pacific? They're looking at the Pacific because that's, you know, a large body of water between China, Russia, America. Yes, Britain's on the other side. But like, is that is that why it's concentrated in that area? Because they're looking from the space down into the, the oceans, as you say. They're trying to go from one to the other. Who knows? But maybe it is just something to prime us for something to come later. In the next 30 years. Maybe not tomorrow. Who knows? Will Will Smith still be active in the next 30 years? Because he seems to be our ultimate weapon. <laughs> yeah. Man in Black, Independence Day. <laughs> He's got a slapping hand ready. Coming. Mm. Well, like the other thing you could say is that uh, you're putting a conspiracy hat here. Um, that, do they talk about this stuff now to distract us from other things that's happening? Yeah, like the stuff other, that is yeah. really the scary shit that yeah. we just don't know about. So I was actually on my way home today scrolling on TikTok, and what do I see? Uh, see? A video talking about um, 10 foot. Uh, seven to ten foot aliens in a mall in Florida. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's it. Like, to me, I'm just like, random. That's not, I don't believe that whatsoever because I'm now accustomed to that kind of just so far out there stuff that we're, we're thinking in our human centric view. So that that's not going to be real. But right, who so, knows? All right. So here's a curious one for you. All of this stuff started to really happen during COVID. And then in sense of like, that was when the Joe Rogan stuff kicked off. There was, that was when, um, you know, like if you, Bob Lazar, all of that was happening, you know, in the lead up to COVID and during COVID and all of these reports and congressional hearings all during COVID, you know, is this arguably something that was the attempt to use to distract from the, um, you know, let's just say the, 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 the more likely than not probability that, you know, COVID was US-funded gain-of-function research done in the Wuhan laboratory in China that was notoriously leaky. And, you know, US funding with Chinese development led to the biggest plague in modern human thinking. So maybe what we do is bring out the aliens. Just, you know, just saying, yeah. like, it's... If we're... If we acknowledge that, you know, the US government or all governments are not necessarily, you know, benevolent, wonderful, always gets it right, you know, is it entirely possible that this is just something that's used to make us talk about, you know, fucking aliens as opposed to <laughs> the plethora of other legitimate, tangible problems that we're facing? Yeah, could have been a nice scapegoat. Or are the aliens real? <laughs> and 
This is someone's really trying to make it obvious to us. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> and I think that's why it's so fascinating because uh, we're just on the cusp having skeptics like me be convinced beyond reasonable doubt. So it's very juicy. So well timed topic, Reese. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. If that's the quality content you get here on uh, Uncommonly Common Conversations. Uh... Uh, Julian, <laughs> fine. I'll attend more often. <laughs> we are gonna we are gonna do a part two to Alex Jones was right, um, because I do want to. And so that was more of a for for context, guys. That was not a breakdown. Of everything Alex Jones said that ended up being correct, but it was more around. I do want to have a conversation around conspiracy theories that are so outlandish that they actually happen to be true. Um, and I kind of want to separate aliens from that. I didn't want to talk about the UFOs and all the UAPs in that one because I think this is a legitimate conversation that does determine someone's sort of like, you know, deference to. But yeah, there's the, I, the more cynical I'm getting, the more I'm like, mm, yeah, there's definitely um, some of that more outlandish shit. I think there's more than a kernel of truth to some of it, unfortunately. Well, if you're going to do that, you're going to do this times the Simpsons were right and, uh, Otherwise, that that would be that would be quite funny. Awesome. Well, um, we've just hit seventy minutes, guys. Um, anything else we want to? Any closing thoughts we want to say around UFOs or UAPs? No, I think uh, you covered uh, a lot of topics in there from multiple angles and offered multiple views as well. The skeptical side, the believer side. So yeah, hold well on. Oh, thanks, Ben. Also, hopefully, Julian, next time one of these videos pop up, you sort of maybe a bit less skeptical with some of them because like there is there is definitely some there's there's some legitimacy with some of this stuff. It's um quite quite telling how people are putting their their careers on the line to try to talk about this. And I think that if anything, that's worth paying attention to, even if the gun camera footage is a bit grainy. Um, so, no, no, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Matt, any any closing thoughts? Uh, watch this space. I think it's definitely on the rise of uh, of what's what we're going to see more often. Uh, Ron? Uh, I'm just going to echo what I said at the start. And I should have the uh, X-Files poster behind me saying, I want to believe. Yeah, I'll put, um, I'll put that as the thumbnail. <laughs> as I said, like, I do, I do want to make them see them i don't know like i'm a little bit on i'm probably more julian side than the other side i am a little bit skeptical uh, because i'm very much from my human point of view um but yeah I, yeah i want to believe but i don't know if i'm fully ready to believe in what it could be could be atlantis just throwing it out there. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I was waiting there. for that. <laughs> I have to say that theory. It, there's a whole other way of thinking about this one, which is if we wanted to be a bit more, uh, let's say, grounded and less extraterrestrial, but what we're seeing are underwater drones, which are something that have effectively been dormant and have activated recently. That's, that's another way of thinking about it. Um, that's another theory that I don't entirely hate either, particularly if we want to be tangible about the tyranny of distance with space travel and we want to try to keep it a little bit more grounded into what is what is 
possible within our concept of space-time. Um, the theory is that these things have actually always been here before and they're observing us, which leads into a topic that I will be doing in probably March, which is around the seeding of humanity. So this is one I'm doing. Seeding. I'm doing a bit of a um, slow burn with this one. I actually want to get my... I actually want to do a bit of reading about this before I spend an hour talking about it. But I am absolutely fascinated by the fact that humans are the way we are at the moment and nothing else is like us. And so, yeah, I'd like to do a conversation or a topic that effectively looks into what is it that made humans so different that we're actually able to have a conversation where no other species and nothing else in that we can find in our planet has it got to the same level of complexity and intelligence that we have had. So that's... Uh, that's and I don't entirely rule out aliens in that one either. I just want to throw it out there. I think that that's the only thing Prometheus was good for was that opening scene. And I'm certainly not opposed to the idea that humans are actually seeded by aliens. <laughs> I like it, Reese. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, on that note, guys, I might, uh, might, we might call it here. So thank you all for, uh, thank you for everyone listening. I'll try, I'll probably edit the, um, the audio a little bit just to reduce the, the exit, I just realized that we weren't doing any commentating while we were watching minutes of silent video cam gun camera footage. So I might edit that down a little bit. But yeah, so thanks everyone for, for coming tonight. It's always always fun. Thanks, dude. See you. Yeah. Have a good night. Nice.